Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, we would like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. stood at the edge of the woods and looked down. Mountains. Well, she was in a woods at, in the mountain and looked down at the clearing below. Never told us. She could see the big robot that looked just like the one that she had seen robbing the bank. And she could see a castle. It was the strangest castle she had ever seen, though. It was entirely black. And it did not appear to be built out of anything that Winella recognized. The walls were smooth and shiny and didn't appear to be made out of metal or of stone or of bricks or of wood. The windows of the castle seemed to glow with a faint, faint blue light. Winella looked back at Fanbot. Any idea what that is? Fanbot paused for a minute. I'm really not sure, it said finally. It seems somehow familiar, but no, I don't know. And Alice said, well, I suppose there's only one way to find out. And she started down the hill. She was at first a little bit worried because of the big robot that was moving around. But it seemed to ignore her. She wasn't sure whether she was too small for it to notice or whether it just didn't consider her a threat. Anyway, she walked down and into the clearing where the castle was. And then she walked up to the door and rang the doorbell with a little purple fan bob following her. The doors of the castle swung open and she heard a voice say, Come in, you may proceed directly ahead to the blue room. When Ella walked in and walked down a long passageway, there were a number of doors off the passageway and each one, each door was a different color. She passed purple orange, green, yellow, red, and finally a door on the right that was blue, which she sort of assumed must lead to a blue room. She opened it and walked in. There was a man inside. He was sort of medium height, had brown hair, and sort of a, a little bit of a smile on his face. He wore glasses, and he was dressed in dark, blue. He had blue jeans on and a dark blue shirt and sort of a funny looking blue hat on his head that sort of looked like a kind of like a squashed pyramid. And Monella walked in. She said, hello, I'm Monella. Who are you? And the man said, well, my name is Garen. And Monella said, oh, you're the missing technomage. And Garen said, did you come looking for me? And Monella said, I did. I was wondering about your robot. And Garen said, that robot? That's the first robot I ever made. Thank you for bringing him back to me. And Alice said, what? Garen nodded towards the purple fan bot. He said, that one. That's the first robot I ever made that had, uh, that could think for itself. Said, but he escaped a long time ago and I haven't seen him in years. Oh, said Vanilla. Well, he lives with me now. I wasn't really actually bringing him back to you. Of course, if he wants to stay, that's fine. Garen frowned a little bit, and he said, So, 
If you weren't coming to bring my robot back to me, what were you coming for? Luanella said, Will that big robot you have outside? Garen said, Yes. Luanella said, Well, a robot that looked a lot like that one robbed a bank a few days ago, and the police asked me to help them solve the mystery. Well, actually, they didn't ask me, but they sort of agreed to let me help them. Garen said, Oh, I was afraid of that. Robot number 52 looks just like that robot outside. He's no robot number 49. 52 has been missing for several days. I had just finished work on him, and his personality circuits were a little not quite finished yet, and I was afraid he might have gotten himself into some trouble. And I said, well, he did. He kidnapped some people, and he robbed a bank. Garen frowned and said, oh, dear. He said, and did they catch him? No, said Winella. He just sort of disappeared. Ah, yes, said Garen. He used his teleportation device. What's that, said Winella. Well, your little purple friend there is equipped with one. Oh, said Winella. You mean that's how he moves us from place to place? Yeah, said Garen. But number 52 can just do it for himself and for the people inside him. Ah, well, I suppose we'll have to round up number 52. You want to come help me? Sure, said Winella. So together they went outside, and Garen yelled up to robot number 49. He said, hey, we got to go get number 52. Robot number 49 bent down and down and down and was down. It, was until, it a tall robot? Oh, it was a very tall robot. It was as tall as a very tall building. About and, as tall as a, like, remember how 25 big, floor. No, not quite that tall, but remember how big the tree outside our house was? The one out front before we had to cut it down? Yeah. It's about that tall. Wow. Yeah. So he bent down and down and down and down until his head was finally right at the ground, and then a little cockpit opened. And they all climbed inside. It's a place where you can ride if you're going to drive something. So, said Vanilla, why did, uh, why do you live out here by yourself? Oh, so that I can do my experiments with my, with my technomagic, said Garen. The people at the Technomage Academy, they didn't believe me that we could make robots that could think for themselves. And I was getting tired of being there where nobody believed me, so I decided to come work out here by myself where no one would bother me and where I could conduct my experiments. Of course, experiment number 52 didn't turn out so very well. Well, Winella said, how are you going to find him? Oh, said Garen, that's easy. All of my robots have a built-in homing device. Here, we'll just call it up on this map. And he called up a map. 49, show us where number 52 is. And on the map, a bunch of little lights appeared. That's funny, said Winella. Why didn't you just use the homing device in order to find my fan bot here? Fanbot said, I didn't want to be found. I want to be my own robot. Oh, said Vanilla. Yeah, said Garen. I think I built a little too much independence into that one. But anyway, I suppose if he's living with you, he's not doing any harm. He's behaving himself, isn't he? Actually, said Vanilla. Until two days ago, I didn't know he was anything other than an ordinary ceiling fan. Well, said Garen. I guess he's very good at disguising himself, isn't he? I am, thank you, said the purple fanbot. Anyway, I deactivated it. Oh. They looked at the deactivated map. Deactivated what? His homing device that, that Garen could have used to find out where he was. They looked at the map. They did not see a dot for robot number 52. Uh-oh, said Garen. I wonder if he's figured out how to deactivate his homing device, too. Well, said Renella, where would you go if you were a robot and wanted to hide? Hmm. I don't know, said Garen. I'm not a robot. 
when Ella turned to the purple fanbot, she said, well, what about you? When I was first trying to decide where to go, I went and hid in the robot junkyard. I just pretended to be another piece of junk. Say, said Garen, that's not a bad idea. Let's go there. And robot number 49 hummed for a moment. And then Winella could sort of see a shimmer of colors outside, sort of like the shimmer of colors that happened when the fanbot spun really fast in order to let her go someplace. And then the colors faded, and they were standing in the middle of a junkyard full of junk robots. Robot 49 began to stomp through the junkyard. They were looking and looking. Lanella looked over to one side, and she saw a familiar-looking foot. She said, hey, I think that's him. See, he's hiding under that pile of junk. Right, said Garen. 49, can you attach this attach this device to him before he has a chance to teleportate away? And 49 reached slowly down and grabbed a little chip and then flipped it onto number 52's foot and then tackled him. And Winella and Garen put on their seatbelts because things got very rough while the two robots wrestled. And then robot number 49 said, I've got him. And robot 49 pressed a button that was hidden on the back of Robot 52, and Robot 52 stopped moving. Ornella said, well, it's time to take him to the police. Oh, we can't take him to the police, said Garen. If we take him to the police, they'll disassemble him. No, I just need to work on him a little more. Ornella said, but isn't he dangerous? No, said Garen. I'll keep him from getting away. I promise. I don't know, said Ornella. I told them I'd help. Hmm, said Garen. Well, I tell you what. I'm going to completely take out his circuits that give him a personality and rework them so that he doesn't do bad things anymore, like like rob banks or kidnap people. And I will give you his old circuits to take into the police while I make new ones for him. Will that be a compromise? Lanella said, that's acceptable. And so they got out, and Garen pressed a little panel on the back of Robot 52, and he took out a computer chip, a big one, about this big, about the size of a big waffle. And he handed it to Winnell and he said, there, if you give that to the police, they'll know that the robot isn't going to cause any more trouble. Okay, said Winnell as she stuck out her hand. Well, it was nice meeting you, Garen. He said, well, it was nice meeting you, Winella. Come back and visit sometime, won't you? Bring that little fanbot. I'd love to hear what he's been up to. I told you what I've been up to. I've been being her ceiling fan. Right, said Garen. Okay, well, if that makes you happy. It does. I like being a ceiling fan. Okay, said Karen. She's actually her ceiling fan on the ceiling. Yes. And so the fan bot sat down on the ground and its blades began to spin. And Winella could see the police station on the other side of the blades and she jumped through. The fan bot had like little red eyes or something like that. I think its eyes were red actually. Little teeny tiny ones. But the rest of it was purple. She stepped through, and she was standing right there next to Sergeant Moore at his desk, and he said, Ah! Where'd you come from? And she said, I just got here. He frowned at her for a second. He said, Okay. She said, Here. This is the personality circuits of the Robot 52. He won't be causing any more trouble. Can you tell me any more? Said Officer Moore. No, said Winella. I promised. Officer Moore said, Well, let me get this checked. You have a seat. You want some hot chocolate or something? Sure, said Winella. Sergeant Moore pressed a button on the side of his desk, and a little compartment on the side of the desk opened, and hot chocolate poured into a cup, and then he handed it to Vanilla. She sat there and sipped her hot chocolate. It was really very good. 
made her tummy rumble, reminding her that she had not had lunch yet. She hoped that he wouldn't take too long doing his tests, because she was looking forward to going home and having some lunch. About the time she finished her chocolate, Officer Moore came back in. He had a big smile on his face. He said, yep, that tested out. That's indeed the personality circuit, so you're right. Shouldn't cause any more trouble. He said, here, the, the chief of police asked to talk to you. So Anella followed him back to the office of the chief of police. And the chief of police said, well, I hear you've been a very helpful little girl. He said, we like to give medals to citizens who help us solve crimes. And he reached into his desk and he pulled out sort of a velvety case. And inside it was metal. It was gold. And it said, official auxiliary police officer of Tekal. And Alice said, thank you. I'll wear it with pride. And she buttoned it. She pinned it on her shirt. And then she and the fan bot went outside. And when Alice said, you know, I don't think I'll really wear this. Would you like it? And the fan bot said, sure. And so she gave it to him. And then he sat down on the sidewalk and his blades began to spin faster and faster. What, and did, his, he, what did he do with the thing? Did he like pin it onto his nose or where did he put you, it? You hear in a second. And Winella looked down into the blades as the image shimmered and appeared and found that she was looking down on her own bed in her own room. And she jumped through the hole and landed on her bed. And then, as she laid back on her bed and looked up, she saw that her ceiling fan was back in place, still spinning just very slowly, but looking just like a ceiling fan. But she knew that it had not all been her imagination, because right there in the middle of her purple ceiling fan was a little gold medal. And she smiled and went downstairs for her lunch. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and you can also find us on most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Mm-hmm.